Steve Shearer. I'm Kendra Shearer. We were married December 15, 2001. Our Rebecca Witzel had been coming to Wall Spring for about two years. I'm Rich Fox. Shelly Fox. And we've been married since uh, June 4th, 2000, let's see, 2010? No, 2011. 2011. So, it'll be two years this June. I'm really thinking about what marriage really meant to us. We didn't have a lot of, either one of us have a lot of reflection time before we married. We just did it. Yeah. And we definitely just, we bypassed all the uh, courtship part. We kind of knew each other six weeks. Yeah. We were that it was going to be very simple. It wasn't going to be very complicated. That um, it was going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good things. Um, probably had some, uh, unrealistic expectations uh, uh, in some ways. In some ways I had probably uh, sold myself too low on things, but overall I, uh, I definitely was prepared. I was a young buck and wasn't prepared. I've, I've seen now it's different. I did not expect to love anyone as deeply as I can love him or to know somebody so well or to be known so well. So a lot of the things I expected were surface level things and there were there's things that I'm experiencing now that I didn't dream of and that I didn't expect. Um, I thought that since we love Jesus that everything was going to work out perfectly for us. I think everybody kind of goes into marriage and things thinking that it's going to be easier for them than it was for other people and I definitely thought that since we had a relationship with Christ that everything would be smooth sailing. Right, and um, I mean, I thought that we would kind of do a lot of the same things um, as when we were dating, um, hanging out, only we'd spend more time together, and it pretty much we'd just be naked the whole time. So. Boy, was he wrong. <laughs> Being, you know, older and getting married, um, just kind of really had, tried to have a vision of what probably a little more specific vision of what God wanted in a marriage and, and uh, hopefully we're taking steps toward that. Truthfully, I mean, I thought that everything would be the easy side of our vows. So, I mean, for better or worse, I thought everything would just be better. You know, in sickness and health, we would just be healthy. And so I never focused on the possibility that it could be difficult. Just like sharing a bathroom 
and bedroom and having his stuff everywhere and I would try to come up with these little ways to organize and baskets for him, for him to put his razor in and all these things that just, I mean we've been married 10 years and that still hasn't happened. Brian works in and out of town every week so every week we have to go back and forth with. Well, I think coming, you know I've had to come home and she's used to calling the shots and I come in and try to take over because I'm used to taking over on the job sites. And so I kind of get her pattern totally out of whack and then she gets all frazzled and doesn't know how to handle it. And we have to adjust every week and that's been an ongoing thing. We work on it every week, don't we? We're better yeah, at it now. Yeah, we're better at it. We're much better at it now, but it's always been hard with kids. Yeah, kids for sure. Um, we have six kids and so that uh, um, just time and um, for us individually and for us together, I mean, it just really, um, it's taken a lot of time just to adjust to that. Yeah. I would also say I'm really selfish. I didn't realize how selfish I was until we were married. I like things my own way. I don't really like it when he tells me that I'm wrong or that I'm not doing things right. So the last thing I want to do is listen to him when he see something in me that is not really the way it should be. And especially when we were first married, um, I, the first time you told me something that wasn't good about me, I just went back and I was thinking about all the people who said so many good things about me. And I thought, he just doesn't know what he's talking about. But it's, you know, I realized he, he sees me when I wake up. He sees me when we go to bed. He knows the real me. He sees the worst and the best. So I am learning to listen to what he notices about me now, too and I can have a bad temper <clears throat> and so just um, working on learning to communicate with a person that was very opposite from my personality in a lot of ways. Uh, that we cannot find our whole happiness with each other. With it, you know, yeah. She can't feel me and I can't feel her completely and that only comes from, from God and that's been a huge adjustment because the more we've learned that, the, you know, the better it has been with our happiness. Yeah. But we don't depend on each other for happiness and our most, uh, you know, voided areas of our heart. So that's been a huge adjustment for me, too, as well. I mean, for us, kids didn't change things too much because we were married for three months and I came home from work and Kendra was kind of curled up in the fetal position, rocking back and <laughs> forth because. Um, she discovered that she was pregnant. So we were praying that Foster wouldn't be born on our first anniversary, <laughs> um, which he came a couple weeks later. And so in some ways, we almost don't know any different than, you know, having having kids um, because we, we, got, we were fortunate enough to start on our family right away. Our first baby, and we were so young and not married very long when I got pregnant, but we had lots of complications, and she was born uh, three and a half months early. She spent 109 days in the hospital, and right there, that was just wham. It was a big trying time for us, not just in a marriage, but just in life in general. We had a five and a three-year-old when we married. I had a five and a three-year-old that Brian has raised as their father, and um, they definitely had another level of um, responsibility and complication to any relationship. And we see that now that they're grown up and when they come and go, it still adds another level of difficulty um, to a marriage, doesn't it? Yes, it does. More things to think about. And...
talk about? Well, when I first got when we first got married, um, a lot of my friends in St. Louis were like, "You're gonna have six kids," <laughs> and um, I think they just wanted to make sure that um, I think my our feet were on the ground and that we were really thinking about all the things that could come with that and um, but really it's gone so well um, my I mean we're busy for sure and that is difficult um, just trying to find time to be with each other um, and just you know have kind of deep conversation together but the kids part of it um, I think it couldn't really go better. So we don't, I, I can hardly remember what life was like before kids. Yeah, I'm the same way. I know what life was like afterwards. Um. It could never, I mean, my mind could never think on anything else. And I was always either crying or talking about that, or that's all I wanted to talk about to everybody. And he seemed, he handled it differently. I, I don't think I ever remember seeing him cry, maybe once. And he didn't, he didn't talk about it all the time. And so at the time, I kept thinking, does he not care? What's the deal with this? Um, and then right after Ari was born, we had our second baby. We were really silly. She was only seven months old. She only been home, been, been home from the hospital a couple months. We had another baby. Then darn it, if we didn't do it again, we didn't play any of our kids. But then we were pregnant the third time. And we had our third baby, and our first baby was only two years old. And she had been going through all kinds of stuff. In that span, she had had eight hip surgeries, and she was on oxygen and all these things. And our life was just a whirlwind. Um, but it was after our third baby was born, and she was born premature too and had a hospital stay. But after that, she was home from the hospital, and we were in a Sunday school class. And it was called Love and Respect, and it was about marriage. And for the first time, um, I realized that all those different ways we were handling the last three years was like God's gift to us. And that God had given me a really strong man who handled things differently than I did. Thank God. Because if you had been on the floor crying as much as I was, really I don't know what we would have done. Because he was the one that literally, me as a 23-year-old, would be on the floor crying, throwing a tantrum in a fit. And he'd be the one that would pick me up. And he would calm me down. And he could stay strong. And I just, I think that's awesome. And I realized for the first time then that all those times I was mad at him, for not being like me, it was a gift. Really, the coming, you're traveling all the time. Yeah, the traveling, my job. Uh, That's been the... Having families, our families being so apart from each other. Yeah, living yeah. in Nebraska and Texas and all over the country, our families. Right. The beginning of the marriage sermon series, um, it was pretty painful just to come in and to sit in peace with uh, or with married people and think like this doesn't apply to me or um, just dealing with how hard it is to be um, the minority in a church and um, I just think over time of the sermon series and also just over time in general just learning how important it is for single people to embrace the availability that um, we do have during this time and to use that um, not selfishly, but to use it as a time to invest in other people. I always think that all the relationships that we have um, give us different glimpses of God and His character. And the glimpse I get from Eric is His strong love. 
I mean, he loves me strong and he loves me when I'm a mess and when I'm tired and when I'm crying. And he can handle me. He can handle me when I'm a little bit crazy and cuckoo sometimes. And I just, you know, it reminds me of how God can handle me. When I messed up and I'm off, it's not too much for him. So I, I like that. I mean, I think it's been an exercise in um, selflessness. Um, so doing away with maybe some of the things that um, I like, like hobbies and things like that. And really, there was a season where those kind of got put on pause when the kids were small. And now that the kids are getting bigger, uh, being able to incorporate them into those things has been a positive. But definitely, like, doing away with um, self and focusing on the family um, as a whole has been an adjustment. Um, just having enough time for each other and for the kids, for all of them. And um, all six kids are very involved in sports, and so finding time to get to everybody's games and still hold down um, teaching jobs which require a lot in and of themselves and um, just making sure that everybody feels like they're getting enough of us I think is probably the biggest challenge. Financially we've struggled a lot so there's been a lot of times where we've just had to fully rely on the Lord's provision to get us through and so that's been a theme. I mean we're finally to a place where it's a little bit easier, but um, that's definitely been a struggle that we've had in our marriage. Getting here, coming here. Yeah, coming here was a big challenge. Getting us both on board um, with God in our lives has been, been a tough road. Yeah, because I was definitely not raised in a Christian family and was definitely not a believer until recently, but... Uh, that's been the that's been the biggest obstacle, don't you think? To everything else. Yeah, I'd say the biggest obstacle is having one believer and one non-believer in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Has just been I I don't know why I just never looked at it before that one of the goals of marriage of my spouse and Eric and I's relationship is like the pursuit of holiness, and that um, that's one reason that God has given us our spouses to help us to become more like him and when I think about how much he knows me um, and how God uses that to refine me and um, to make me more into the woman that God wants me to be through him that was just that was a big eye-opener to me like I said I don't always like to listen to what he sees the bad things he sees in me and that was just a reminder that gosh if I'm gonna listen to what anybody says about who I am and who I am in Christ this is the guy I need to listen to because he knows me. I do see good things in my life too, just so you know. I think I've known that God intended marriage to be a picture of his love and to draw others to him, but I haven't maybe really been living that out in, in our own day-to-day. -day. Um, and when you really can embrace that, it's exciting to think that Others would want to know Jesus because of our relationship. And <clears throat> so I guess that's something that, I guess just the grand plan that God has for us. I think I've always known um, how hard marriage is. Um, I don't think that I've really 
before this time had really welcomed input from other people or really entered into conversations about marriage. And this sermon series has definitely um, opened up a lot of um, different conversations just to ask people about their marriages and just to learn. And, and even going into the sexual part of it and understanding the importance of that and, and, and the importance of that with our relationship with God. He's taken tough issues and he's talked about hard things. But it's it's really um, it's really given me a, a, a better, stronger vision of what I think marriage is truly supposed to be. I've always just given given in to everything, or always let him win the battles, or always did what he wanted to do, and then I would just be resentful. And so I'm becoming more balanced in standing up for what I need to be healthy and happy and then he's becoming more balanced and not fighting more for what he needs and more for what I need. So we're just kind of meeting in the middle of the selfishness business. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're coming together finally on that. You know, a degree in uh, business and recreation and travel and tourism to um, a stay-at-home mom with little ones um, was a major adjustment for her. And I've really seen her grow um, as a mom um, to, the, to the point where, you know, not only were we excited to have Foster and Faith, but um, she really felt led by God to initiate conversations with me about adopting. Um, and not only just adopting, but adopting internationally, um, and then also adopting um, two. And so, you know, she was, she's really, I think, transformed and blossomed into... Um, a really great mom who loves kids and has really poured her life into that. He's become more honest about what he's struggling with. In the beginning it was really hard for him to even identify what was wrong and so that's been something that's really helped us in our marriage is, as he's been able to communicate more clearly what what's going on in his own heart. And I think one of the biggest things that I've um, biggest ways that my ideas have changed is just a focus on um, less of what I'm doing during this time of si um, singleness and more so of what um, or who I'm being during this time. I think the most unhealthy place in our marriage is um, the way we disagree. And not that we do, I don't think that disagreeing is necessarily unhealthy, but that um, we have still yet to figure out how to do it civilly. I mean, we, we argue, when we argue, we argue big. I mean, I, I yell and I scream and I get real mad. And that, I, that's where I would definitely want to change. I, would, I don't want to be so disrespectful when I'm upset and when we argue. And, and really, I would still have to, and a lot of that goes back to communication, and I'll take most of that on my shoulders. She'll tell you anything that's on her mind at any given moment, any time. I don't. And so uh, that probably has a lot to do with it as well. And we still focus so much on the kids and our schedules that we haven't made a lot of time for each other. And so as we've... Um, gone from two kids to four kind of overnight, which was still, it was a couple years ago, but really the last couple years we've spent less time just one-on-one -on -one together. Um, 
except for, you know, after the kids have gone to bed, we spend a lot of time talking, but going and doing things and spending time together. So date nights and things like that have probably been a struggle um, that we need to probably put more focus and time into. Um, also recognizing, though, that this is a season when the kids are small and we know that it's flown by so far and, and so that there'll be I think, some more time for that in the future, but um, that's one thing that we talked about. I realize too that I still struggle with wanting to fix things in Steve that the Lord needs to fix and just like releasing that control. Um, you know, I think that we both probably have the tendency to want to fix the other person's problems and that's something that we're kind of working on just um, praying for each other instead of trying to, I don't know, direct the person. <laughs> No, we're totally healthy. There's nothing. You don't think I go to enough um, romantic movies with her? That's true. Um, <laughs> we don't go to enough movies at all. <laughs> she kind of wakes up in the evening sometimes and takes longer to wind down in the evenings. And, you know, I kind of hit the bed and kind of... Fall asleep immediately sleep pretty quick and so we haven't been consistent in just praying and, and uh, spending that time mine would be that uh, looking back now that I wish I would have had God in my life sooner and definitely have him centered in my marriage uh, I think some of the heartaches and trials and tribulations I've gone through that would have been a lot different. Would have been different or maybe not even had to have gone through them. Put God uh, first and yeah. then the marriage and that's the way to do it. Yeah. Looking back, hindsight. Yeah, 17 years ago. <laughs> um, spending time with married couples and families at Wellspring is just um, the importance of persistently pursuing. It don't focus on material gain or wealth. Like, don't spend your time and resources and heart focused on, you know, wanting to get a dream home or nice cars because none of that in the end really matters and <clears throat> we said early on that instead of like buying each other gifts we would spend money on experiences and things and we'd do things together and I, I don't think we would ever regret any of those things that we've done like that and um, also, just that everybody has a season in their marriage where they really don't like each other very much and where things can seem really bleak, but that's normal. And um, through your relationship with Jesus, it will just strengthen you as you look back on it. And really, when those are the moments that you're proving to that person that you really love them because you stick with them through the hard stuff. And um, so, I guess if you haven't been to a place like that in your marriage, when you get there, just know that it's normal and just to seek Jesus. I think it would be good for anyone going into marriage is just to realize that love is not just a feeling. It is not that double beat in your heart and that flitter and the butterflies in your stomach. Love is a choice and it's just a choice you make through the bad times and the good times and everything. Every day, there are some days when it's easy to choose love and there are some days when it's harder to choose love, but I think love is a choice or something we do.